You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to start in Psalms 84. um, You know, we've been talking about discipleship, but today I just, I, I feel like the Lord just wasn't releasing me to go there yet. And so um, I have a word that I'm carrying for our body, for the body of Christ. And I think it's important in these times. um, So I believe that things are going to be opened up to you. Let's start in Psalms 84. And it says, verse 1, it says, God of heaven's armies, you find so much beauty in your people. You find so much beauty in your people. I love that. Because I think sometimes we forget just, just how much the Father adores us. Just how much he looks at us and just says, wow, they're beautiful. I love them. I love them. Then it goes on, it says, they are like lovely sanctuaries of your presence. Then verse 2 says, deep within me are these lovesick longings, desires, and daydreams of living in union with you. When I'm near you, my heart and my soul will sing and worship with my joyful songs of you, my true source and spring of life. My true source. He is the very source of life. O Lord of the heaven's armies, my King and my God, even the sparrows and the swallows are welcome to build a nest among your altars for the birds to raise their young. What pleasant, excuse me, what pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple, enjoying you as they worship in your presence. Enjoying him. You know that you know that the Father wants you to enjoy him? That when you go into his presence, that it's a thing of pleasure for you? That you get to enjoy who he is and how much he loves you? Enjoying him as you worship him. Then it says, pause in his presence. And then in verse five, it says, how enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord? So how do we find our strength in the Lord? We know our strength comes from him, but how do we find our strength in him? Well, all the way at the beginning of the chapter, what we read from verse one to four, he talks about being in the presence of the Lord being around him, worshiping him. He is my source of life. And then he says, how enriched are they who find their strength? How do you find your strength in the Lord? By being in his presence. By being in his presence. Isaiah says, "Uh, they that wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles and they will soar. Waiting in his presence. He says, there they will find their strength renewed. And I'm reading this verse and I'm looking at the strength and looking at the word strength and I felt like God said to me that, that there are those that are feeling as though their strength is being zapped from them, is being taken from them, that, that they're exhausted and they're tired and they feel like they can't keep going on. And I, I want to exhort you, I want to encourage you in this. It says, they that are wait in his presence, they shall... Ha- they shall um, have their strength renewed. And God said to me, a lot of people 
are putting themselves in the presence of other things besides me. That, the, that, that they've been turning to the news and they've been feeding themselves there, turning to social media, turning to other people's opinions. There, there's so much stuff going on in the world right now beyond COVID, there's, uh, you know, elections and there's nations and there's, and so people are feeding themselves. And he says, you're putting yourself in the presence of something that does not give you strength. It takes your strength from you. He says, there's a place that I'm inviting you to come back to. We've got distractions and things all over the place. He says, I want to renew that strength. Then it says, how enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valleys of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasure, excuse me, a pleasant pool where others find only pain. This is what God said to me. But even though there's turmoil, there's circumstances, there's things that are going on around us, the world is just, it seems like it's just, you know, nothing steady. There, there's, we, we don't even know what's up anymore or what could happen. And so fears crept in or uncertainties crept in or worries crept in. And, and we've got, we're listening to all these other voices. And he says, if there are those that will dig deep, if they're those that will dig, he says, they will find a pleasant pool instead where others find pain. And the word of the Lord today is for those of you, for all of you here to begin to dig deep. That this is the time where you dig deep. That you stop listening to the opinions of the things going on and feeding yourself on the news and feeding yourself from social media and feeding yourself on all of the things that are going on. He says, whoa, hold on a minute. It's time for you to draw back and begin to dig deep. In 2 Kings, um, Elijah, Elisha, he's, he's with some people and they're, they're in the middle of a drought. There's no water. There's no water, which means there's no grain being, there, there, there's nothing springing forth, there's no food, there's nothing can be watered, nothing can be fed, their livestock, everything is in trouble, there's no water. And so Elisha begins to seek God and God gives him a word and God says this to him, he says, it is time to dig the trenches. In the middle of what looks like something really bad, it is time for you to dig the trenches. And then he says, you won't see the wind and you won't see the rain come, but you will see the trenches filled with water. And I believe that he's telling the church body today that it is time for you to dig the trenches. It is time for you to dig deep. Then he took me to the story of the disciples where they're hanging out with Jesus. And they're together and Jesus says, hey guys, What's everyone out there saying about me? Who do they say that I am? And the disciples begin to say, well, you know, some say that um, you, you're John the Baptist and some say that you're Elijah and some say that you're prophets and Jesus says, okay, who do you say that I am? And Peter has this moment where he digs deep. And as he digs deep, he comes out and he says, you're the son of the living God. 
And Jesus says, blessed are you, Peter, because nobody revealed that to you except for the Spirit of God. And as I was reading that, I felt like God was saying, there's all these voices, people saying this and people saying that, and there's this going on, and, and we don't even know what our sure ground is. He says, I want you to draw deep, dig deep in your life and find out who do I say that I am in the middle of this? What am I saying to you in the middle of all of this? Who am I in the middle of this? Dig deep. Dig deep. When all the other voices are saying things, you could go off of them. But who do you say that I am? That he's inviting us into this place of encounter with him where revelation will spring up like never before. But you need to dig deep. You need to draw yourself away from all of the voices and find out who, who he is. What is he saying in the middle of this? Church, body of Christ. It's time for us to find out what is Jesus saying in the middle of this. Look at this. Jesus begins to say, or finishes this as he's talking to Peter, and he says, you know, blessed are you, blessed are you, Peter, because you didn't discover this on your own, but the Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed this to you. There are things that the Father is wanting to supernaturally reveal to the body of Christ. And then he goes on and says, I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation of which I build my church. And this truth, there is some truth that God is wanting to reveal to you. There are some that have been unsteady. I don't even know what the truth is. I'm hearing so many things. God says, if you come, dig deep, get away with me, I will reveal the truth to you. And it says, and the power of death from this place, from this revelation, from this foundation, the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth, which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth, which is released in heaven. It's time to dig deep. In Luke 6, 48, it says, if, if you do that, you'll be like the man who wanted to build a sturdy house. He dug down deep and he anchored his foundation to the solid rock. During a violent storm, the floodwaters slammed against the house and they couldn't shake it because of a solid craftsmanship. It was built upon a rock. It was built upon the rock. You dig deep so that you can stand strong. You dig deep so that when storms come, you're not shaken. It's the foundation for which you stand. And I felt like 
in, in this time because it's been so much, so fast, stuff going on all over the place that some have begun to build their foundation on what would be called sinking sand. You are not building your foundation on the truth. And this is a place where God is saying, church, dig deep. Now look, Continue verse 6, it says, Even when their paths wind through the dark valleys of, te of tears, they dig deep. Man, I love that. And they find, pleasant, they find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. And then look at, he says, And he gives them a brook of blessing filled with the rain of an outpouring. They dig deep. He begins to pour out blessing on them in the middle of what should be tears, in the middle of what should be pain. He begins to pour out blessing on them and they find themselves in the middle of the rain of an outpouring. An outpouring of what? His spirit. Then verse 7 says, They grow stronger and stronger with every step. I felt when I was reading this part of the verse that they grew stronger and stronger with every step that, that there was some that were struggling even just moving forward, even picking up their foot. And I felt that he was delivering somebody this morning from the things that have oppressed you, held you back, but also an invite to say, hey, come with me. Dig deep. And as you begin to dig deep, as you begin to dig deep, you'll find that as every step may start out slow, may start out shaky, but with every step, you'll grow stronger and stronger because listen, you were meant to run. You were meant, you were born to run. You were born to run. Every one of you, you were born for it. You were born for it. And it says, And the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. Hear my cry. O oh God of heaven's army, God of Jacob, listen to my loving prayer. God, your wraparound presence is our defense. In your kindness, look upon the faces of your anointed ones. For just one day of intimacy with you is like a thousand days of joy rolled into one. I'd rather stand in the thresholds in front of the gate, beautiful, ready to go in and worship my God than to live my life without you in the most beautiful palace of the wicked. For the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of a sunrise, wrapping himself around me like a shield. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and glory 
those who walk along his paths with integrity will never lack one thing they need for he provides it all. What euphoria fills those who forever trust in you. And so I just felt like an, like an encouragement, like almost like a correction, even when, when I was studying this, but the Holy Spirit was like, hey, let's begin to dig deep. Let's stop putting ourselves in the presence of other voices. Let's begin to dig deep in who do you say that I am? That he's releasing revelation, open doors of revelation. 1 Peter 3, and I'll read this and close. 1 Peter 3, verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And he says, who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. Another version says, do not fear what they fear. Church, do not fear what they fear. Listen to me. Do not fear what they fear. You're a child of God. You've been equipped for this. Do not fear what they fear. Do not fear. I just thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. We just come against the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear that is over the churches in Prince Albert. We come against that spirit. We break its power right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that you are doing a work. We know that you are moving. And Father, we just declare who you are right now. You are mighty. You are mighty in the midst of us. You are powerful. You are strong. You are deliverer. A spirit of fear, you must go. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. thank you right now that there is a spirit of power resting over every church. A spirit of love and there's a soundness of mind in Jesus' name. We will not fear what they fear because we know who our God is. And we just declare freedom, freedom to the captives, freedom to the captives. Everyone bound, everyone in chains, we declare freedom right now in Jesus' name.
Every threat be loosed from their life right now. Every word spoken be loosed from their life right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We will not fear what they fear. Because I'm a child of God. Because you're a child of God. So be encouraged, Adam. You can come. Be encouraged this morning that God is saying, hey, begin to dig deep into who I am. And there is a gracing right now that revelation of this is being released into your life right now. Revelation. Open doors in the spirit like you've never had before. I saw this uh, at the first service uh, people going away and shutting the door and beginning to, to worship God and he is going to take you into places in his presence like you've never seen before. It's a new wave of his spirit. Be released to it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.